Welcome to Camera Ready and Able, the podcast that explores the intersection of media change and personal growth. I'm your host, Barbara Barna Abel, and my calling is to help you tap into your superpowers to thrive on camera and in life and make an impact on the world. This episode is brought to you by the phrase, play to your strengths. My favorite definition is, do what you are able to do well instead of trying to do other things. Seems obvious, right? And yet so many of us focus on fitting in instead of standing out, which usually involves not highlighting what we do well. According to playtoyourstrengths.org, a not-for-profit with a mission to help people thrive in life, my kind of people, explain that understanding your unique strengths empowers you to greater success. Working within your strengths produces energy and passion. Here to discuss is my dear friend, Sean Simone. As listeners of the podcast know, Sean is a casting director and TV hosting coach who has cast all of the hosts for QVC and HSN for the past 15 years, as well as worked for major brands in the beauty, fashion, cook, and tech spaces. Welcome back, Sean. Thank you. Episode, well, this is our fourth time. I think it is. It might even be our fifth. I'm not no, sure. No, no, four, 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 four. But there okay. will be a fifth. There will be a fifth. There will be a fifth. And thanks for um, keeping tabs. Okay. And well, thanks for coming back, actually. Uh, this is one of our favorite topics I want to point out to everyone. It comes up all the time in casting in our space and also in our hosting for home shopping class. We wind up talking about uh, playing to your strengths every time we do the class. And I don't know about you, Sean, I'm going to speak on your behalf. I find it's a special joy, actually, when we're working with students who are not aware of what their gifts are and what makes them special. And when we help them tap in to their strengths and then to watch them shine, it is like why I do what I do. And I think it's one of the reasons you do what you do. It's the best feeling. Exactly. Well, that's why when, well, first of all, did not know there was a play to your strengths.org, which is exciting. I will go look for that when we, when we, we get off. But when I shared the idea with you of wanting to talk about it, I think that's what you and I do best. And I think that's what, well, is my strength is I love as a coach in the talent space, especially when we work together, like, and even as a casting director, I think my job is to help you identify what your strengths are because you and I talk about this all the time. We actually can't assign them to you and we can't teach them to you because they already exist within you. Our job and what we love doing is helping you identify them and pull them out. And what I've learned over the years working with talent and then also even building my own business and helping me figure out like where I'm heading in life is what my strengths are and take advantage of them. Well, right there, what are your strengths and how do you take advantage of them? Uh, well, it's interestingly enough, I wrote a list the other day. <laughs> well, it, it's not up because it's, so I'm working with, I'm working with a mentor of my own um, to sort of help me guide me through like, you know, building my business a little bit more, et cetera, et cetera. And she had said, well, why do people hire you? And I was like, oh, you know, I have a lot of regular, a lot of regular clients and, you know, they come to me often. And I thought, I thought in my head, that was why my clients come to me. They just like me and they, I do a good job. And she's like, no, 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 no. You have to like, I by next week, because we, we meet weekly, I want a list of what makes them call you back and keep hiring you over and over. Why have I been working for the same clients for 15 years? Well, I'm friendly, I'm reliable, um, 
my list isn't up because I didn't really <laughs> to talk about my list. I'm going to bring it up. Ask the next question why I bring it up. No, I'm laughing because it's such a great example of why, first of all, everyone needs a coach, even if you're a coach, everybody needs a sounding board. And that, you know, you and I can be like, you know, the cobblers who don't have shoes or the architect whose house is falling down or whatever that is, because it, and this is true for everyone. It's because one of the things we do is see the awesomeness in other people. And it's very hard to see it yourself sometimes, which is why you do need help. And I actually want to stop and point out too to other people that that's not only what I think our gifts are, but I think it's our jobs as casting directors or talent executives. That's what we get hired for. But it's also important to point out though, that our clients, which can be production companies, digital agencies, networks, et cetera, those executives have other strengths. And those strengths are not necessarily to see the potential in other people. Their strengths are, you know, storytelling or putting deals together, any leadership, any number of things. And that's why we're having this conversation, because it's incumbent on each of us to play to our strengths, identify them, and then understand how we express them to other people. So uh, we're going to circle back because my question for you was, how does this show up, you know, in your work? I, I can I can share. Oh, well, go ahead. I'm reliable, I'm dedicated, I'm flexible, I'm funny, I'm dependable, I'm agreeable, I'm friendly. Did I say friendly? You did say friendly. But I'm going to jump in because I, since I know you, um, you know, a lot of things that you're addressing is, it's another word here is, is the value that you bring and your deliverables. But one of the things for me that really stands out is your sense of humor. And I Thanks. think that it truly is a strength and a superpower that you didn't always know that you had, or like many of us, didn't realize that it was valuable and that you should highlight it. it, it that's what I think is the most interesting thing. And sort of the, the what makes me so happy is when I realize, because it's not like, it's not like the most, uh, you know, there's no books on it, right? Um, there's no theory. It's just like, I started to realize like, oh, I can just take my personality, my sense of humor, my lightness, and, you know, use it as a sort of a tactic to negotiate deals when I work with clients to present the best option as a casting director to a client, you know, without taking it because, you know, the space we work in is a, is a serious space, but we, you say it all the time. We're not splitting atoms. We're not, we're, you know, there's a lot of other industries and jobs that are, you know, more dangerous or more, you know, life-saving, et cetera. Like we work in a space that's kind of fun, but at the end of the day, there's so much like stress and money and ego and ratings. And if it doesn't work, this one gets fired. There's like so much going on that like at the end of the day, it's like, I'm only responsible for one thing in that whole process. So if I can make it fun for people that's what I like to do and who would have thought playing like my strength could be just being funny because you know your strength should be like I'm great at number crunching or I really know how to edit well like I don't know how to do any of that that great but like but I realized I don't need I, like it doesn't have to be like if, if you give it like a an importance quota right like is it more important to know how to crunch numbers or is it more important to like make your client at ease because you have a great sense of humor like they're both just as valuable right well now we're getting somewhere that i wanted to point out is because 
the value it's, you know, working with fun people is a bonus, but the truth is one of the things you're doing is relaxing people. So your sense of humor helps the talent relax and your sense of humor and your warmth helps the executives relax so they can be more present, more engaged in the process, more trusting. So this is where we start to connect those dots and see the real value of this and why it's a superpower. So I also want to find out when did you begin to notice that, that you not only had this, but that it was starting to make a difference. If you don't remember, I'll tell you your own story, but I hope you can tell me. Uh, thinking like seven, eight, nine years ago, maybe when I started. Well, just to back it up briefly, like I feel like the reason why I am great at what I do is because of what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's like, it works in tandem for me. And I grew up as a really shy kid, like really super introverted. Like, like, I mean, people say that, but like, I'm not even kidding. Like beyond shy, introverted, quiet. And then, you know, as you get older, you become more confident. And so I think I probably was a funny kid. I didn't even know it. Right. And I'm not like, I'm not a stand-up comedian, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but like, I think I was just always had it in me. And then I started to realize that it worked well when I was like dealing with people that were really stressed out over like a casting project. And I, you know, started to understand even when I would be in auditions and I would be running sessions with people, like how the actors and the talent would come in feeling one way and leaving another and I was like, oh, that was really cool. I think it had a lot to do with that. I mean, and you would know more than anyone because I feel like you are the one who probably saw me at my rawest because you hired me when I was, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you were just a pup. You hired me when I was like probably like late 20s, you know, or something. Like we hired you a really long time ago. So I feel like you have witnessed probably. So maybe you could even share. Like, I do feel like you have witnessed my my trajectory when it comes to what I do. Oh, incredible growth. And I am so inspired every day, Sean, by how much you have leaned in and worked through the really, really, really hard parts and how you thrive in the business you've built. Um, so to answer the question you just asked me was I did start to see when you would tap into this and as your confidence was growing and then almost like bursting and that your own ability to own the room and seeing the reaction you got. And again, going back to why it matters, it's like, if everybody's more relaxed, people are listening and they're engaged. And we've worked through a lot of the stressors you identified earlier that again, if I'm a producer or an executive and I'm sitting in that room or on that Zoom call, I may be distracted about by so many other things. The pressures of my job, the nanny didn't show up today to work. Um, you know, budget concerns, uh, you know, inter-office politics. I've been mean, picturing a million things somebody can- passenger van. Exactly. And so when you relax people through humor, now you've brought everyone in. It's a much healthier environment in order to discuss creative ideas, find solutions, actually make decisions and to move forward. So it's incredibly powerful. Um, I now want to actually shift gears a little bit to talk about, you know, for talent and anybody listening, all the different ways that this shows up for them. So we talk about this in um, our hosting for home shopping class all the time. But one of the first ways is actually when you're contacting us, because, you know, in the home shopping space and for any of the casting that I do, or even if you're just writing a cold pitch letter, you know, there's a truism in sales, the whole idea that we can, you know, hear your smile over the phone. We can feel your smile in the letter. That's one thing, but I want to get to why it's important to play to your strengths in that cover note, because the volume 
of pitches that you get is staggering. And so understanding why playing to your strengths helps you, you know, break through the clutter and actually get your attention. Well, because there's a lot to look at. And if you take the opportunity to explain, I mean, I share this a lot when I'm even coaching people and I help people uh, create uh, tapes and reels, et cetera, for auditions and things like that. Or, yeah, we're going to get to that in a second. But I'm interrupting because, first of all, remind anyone who's listening who doesn't know that your whole backstory, what is it, what's the typical volume of submissions you get when you're in cycle for one of the home shopping channels? Um, Anywhere from 15 to 19,000. Yeah, 15 to 19,000. Understanding right. that at the end of the day, we we do hire three to five people out of that whole process. Um, so yes, it's a lot to get through. And you know, there's a there's there's two versions. Well, there's three versions <laughs> of a way to submit for a project or a casting. And, and you and I share this in our class. One is hi, here's this, here's that thank you sincerely, blah, 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 bye. And then, you you know, we're like, okay, whatever. And then there's one that's maybe a little bit more detailed. And then there's one that tells you exactly, tells me exactly how you fit into the picture, right? And that's what I think that I wanted to sort of share when we talked today was like, I always stress to people when I coach or when I cast or when I work with, like, you need to tell me why you want me to pick up the phone and call you or why you want me to even continue reading the letter or why you want me to reach your reel. And so what you want to tell me is your strengths, play to your strengths. Like, I love this. I love that. I'm great at this because again, I'm not only am I thinking about a million and one things, cause I have like my, my mind is blown when I look at my inbox. So I have to sort of have a criteria and you and I call myself the unicorn because I am <laughs> like, I will spend a lot of time reading a lot of things, but I do actually have to have a criteria of like what takes precedence and the letters that sort of are a little bit more uh, personal explaining to me, then I can then share with my client. Remember that, you know, you and I work a lot in the space of, um, I wouldn't say we're gatekeepers. We're like, we're gatekeepers. We? Gatekeepers. <laughs> But we're also like middle middle folk, right? Like we're taking one thing and then we're sharing it with somebody else. So it is the the person's job to explain their strengths to me. So then I can then explain their strengths to who I need to explain it to because then they have to look at what I narrowed down, right? So there's yeah, a lot- very well of, said. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? A thousand percent. And I want to point out one, when you're- identifying your strengths, it's not bragging. You're actually no. making it so helpful for Sean or me. So that's a really, really good thing. Making it easier is a really good thing. When you send in a letter that simply says, you know, hey, Sean, attached, please find my da-da-da-da. I'm really interested. See you, bye. It's a huge missed opportunity because you, Sean, have specifically invited someone to actually share this information. So you make it a very welcoming, safe space. You've actually asked for it, like, please tell me. Two, when you don't share your strengths, you've made it hard for Sean, because now you're asking Sean to go click on links and go interpret it or go figure it out. 
And whatever- so why would you, A, give away all that power? Why would you make it hard for Sean? Why would you miss that opportunity? It's a really, really, really important thing. And you can take our class to like go deeper into how we teach you how to like mirror the language and the approach. And the other thing too, is your energy. If you're saying that you're really fun, then your note should be fun. You, exactly. you, the, the energy needs to match the language, which is also really important. But I can't stress this enough because it's really, really hard It when, for any of us. It often takes multiple drafts because the first draft always sounds like we're writing, you know, applying for a mortgage, right? It's very hard unless you're seasoned at this to be like, hey, Sean, you know, I'm so awesome. I'm so excited about this. This is what people say about me. Here's my amazing experience. That takes practice. So you don't have to send the first draft to Sean is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I always, I share, um, when, when we work together, I share a letter that I uh, pulled out of 19,000 letters that came to me. Uh, it was pre-pandemic, like right when, when COVID was hitting, shared this letter, pulled it as a great example. Um, and you and I kind of shared in our class, pandemic hit, casting sort of slowed down, et cetera, et cetera. I had been, we had probably done a handful of classes. I've coached a handful of people throughout that process. And then at the casting for the client that I was working for picked back up. And out of the 19,000 people that submitted like a year and a half later, because I remember COVID happened, the person of the letter that I pulled is actually out of the 19,000 people is the one that got the job. Listen, that could be a complete coincidence, but not really. Like, cause you and I know this letter, right? you've seen this letter numerous times. It, it is, it is the perfect example of just saying, Hey, this is what I do. This is what I'm really great at. This is my friends tell me too, by the way, which is in the letter, which I love, you know, that's always the best. We can share that. Like, that's a great way. If you're not comfortable, humble bragging, say, you know what? My friends say, I'm really, I'm really great at this. Or my friends call me this. Or my friends say like, it's a, it's a nice little excuse to sort of get around the brag. Right. Absolutely. It's a version of the testimonial. You know, you saying that just made me want to jump in because it's in my book, How to Get Your Foot in the Door for television hosting is to me, the Hall of Fame, Play to Your Strengths, pitch letter of all time came from Clinton Kelly. And it's, the letter is over 20 years old and it still holds up. I use it all the time in my coaching as an example for people. Clinton used bullet points to identify his strengths and he he really played to them because he gave me his, you know, legitimate, Uh, professional background, his sense of humor, his incredible edge. And the reason I bring this up is going to the example from our class and this person got the job 20 years later, Clinton is still working. He has like, you know, like five books out and tons of brand deals and multiple television shows. And an example of when you play to your strengths, you are playing to your strengths and it helps you, you know, empowers you to succeed as they say at playyourstrengths.org. And then how how great is it when you're playing to your strengths? It's like it's so easy. It's like it makes it makes the day easy. It makes the job easy. Like if it's it's not hard. Let's talk about that. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. But I also before I I want you, if you don't mind, also maybe uh, dig into like what like because I want I don't want people to get hung up on like strengths, meaning like they really know how to like they're a wizard in an Excel sheet. Because yes, that's a strength, but like the soft okay. skills. Can we just talk about what an irrelevant strength that is in my space, our space? Well, but that's what I'm trying to get <laughs> at. Like, I want people to understand, like, when we're talking about playing, playing, playing to your strengths, we're talking about like 
personality traits or things that are like inherent to you that like we can't teach you or doesn't like come in a book? You know, I totally disagree with you on this point about teaching. Well, no, tell me. Well, because leadership is a strength and that is something that can be taught. So a lot of times people have strengths, but that's an evolution. It's not a finite thing within us. So that if you are happened, you know, to be a good listener, because that's active listening and intuition are two of my strengths. I don't rest on that though. I actively work on constantly improving my skills. Well, I love this conversation. This is great. Oh, thank you. You know, you're like, I'm a dot connector, right? And, and empathy and emotional intelligence are all skills that I think that anyone can develop. I stake my career on the fact that we can all develop our charisma. Um, but there are things that we default to, but I am a big believer that anything can be further developed. And if we set something as a goal, like I think if I really, really wanted a goal to be good at Excel spreadsheets, I could with dedicated effort and studying with Ben Courier, the king of the Excel spreadsheet, that I could master it. It doesn't play to my strengths. And I do have clients who love a good Excel spreadsheet when I send information that way, but that's one of those things I can farm out. Somebody else can like do the Excel spreadsheet. So I don't spend a lot of time there. I'm kind of like getting off subject, but um, yeah. So I actually disagree that it can't be developed. In fact, I think that's one of the things that we both do is we help people to tap in and then further develop those things. Yes, 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 yes. What what you're getting at, and we talk about this a lot though, is the difference between a hard skill and a soft skill. That's what I'm I, getting. Yeah, and so I often use the expression that hard skills get you in the door, soft skills get you the job and help you keep the job. And I've said it a billion times on the podcast. And so, um, but sometimes playing to your strengths can be a combination of hard and soft skills. I don't think that it's a finite thing because depending on where you uh, are applying, like if you, let's say you're in the news space and maybe your ability to communicate, you know, through a lens is both a hard skill and a soft skill mm. and the ability to connect. So, I mean, we, I could go down this rabbit hole and nuance forever and ever. Do you, you feel that charisma can be taught, but do you feel that you have to inherently have the seed? I am a card-carrying believer in the work of Olivia Fox Caban, a researcher into this field. And she wrote a book called The Charisma Myth, which I, I don't know, bought maybe 10, 15 years ago when I was going deep into my practice, because Sean, I was actually curious about this question. Yeah, I know I am too, because I, I there's a book. There is a book. It's one okay. of my core books. Oh, Sean, I invite you to, to, to click on the resources tab on my website. It's right there. But um, yeah, I, I have recommended this to, you know, countless scores, hundreds of my clients and students. So, uh, so in a nutshell, Olivia Fox Caban argued that all of us can develop and tap into our charisma and that she has a simple equation that charisma is three components or ingredients. Um, presence, power, and warmth. And um, I won't go deep into how we explain what those things are because they're much deeper and nuanced than you might think that they are. But the point is we typically all have one default setting. So I'm going to argue that for you and me, Sean, we default to our warm setting. Like okay. we're, all, we're naturally very warm. So then she's like saying, so then focus on developing more of your presence and more of your power. Okay, but the warm is the seed. Yes, but everybody has a seed, is that's what I'm what I, saying. Okay, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, 
you have to have something to build on. But everybody has something to build on. Which is great to hear. It is great to hear. It's part of the human condition. And then for a variety of reasons, things get, um, you know, maybe culturalized out of us, traumatized out of us, huh. socialized out of us. However, you know what I mean? It's like we start, because think about it, like kids are a blank slate. And then at some point we all have this and we show up as kids and then somewhere along the line between our family dynamics, school, a bunch of reasons, you know, we, you might like, this goes back to your idea. It's like, you're not, nobody is born inherently shy. Well, I can't say that too, because I'm an introvert as well. But what I was going to say is I, you know, you may have already like been like a very funny, warm kid who had a unique point of view and how you saw the world. And then at that time and space, it wasn't necessarily valued or certain authority figures or whoever kind of, you know, uh. dimmed your light. And what's the most beautiful thing about your story, Sean, is the fact that you reclaimed your light in adulthood. And like you shine, like you're like a bright beacon. I could go on forever, but it's really true. Yeah, but I can't imagine somebody would have dimmed my light. I don't know who that would have been. For all you know, it's like inadvertently, it doesn't have to be mean. You know, think about in kindergarten, like when I was in school, you know, we sat in rows and we oh, raised our hands. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, oh, now they <laughs> want to start me getting, now I'm going down this 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 memory lane of like the, the kids that sat behind me and the spitball. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn it! That's what happened. Somebody, somebody did my light, and then I reclaimed it. That's right. It's a beautiful thing, and I think part of our work that we do as coaches and talent executives is we help people, you know, identify their light, you know, up the power switch. However, you want to stretch the metaphor. It blows my mind. I mean, it, it blows my mind when. I'm done with the client and the emails that I get and the thank yous that I get and the smiles that I see while we're, while we're, while we're and you and I do it together. And we, we, when we do our two day workshop, like you and I go through like this huge emotional work through over a two day period. And then we, we call each other and we share like, to me, that's what I love the most. I'm just so, so happy that I get to do that with people because I don't feel like anybody really ever, again, the times were different too. Yes. Well, I mean, you know? we definitely grew up, and I certainly did because I'm 10 years older than you are, in an era of where it was all about conforming and fitting in. It was never about standing out. Now we live, the digital era is completely about standing out and developing the brand of you and that in the sort of blue ocean theory of it, there's room for all of us to shine. It's not at the expense of another person. It's just starting to understand, you know, what our gifts are. And then our friend, Brian Pataka, who I, we love and adore, taught me, it's like, you know, marketing is simply sharing your gifts. And I love that, you know, way of looking at it. Strengths are also gifts. Absolutely. Absolutely. You were given them for a reason and so honor them. That's my little editorial. I do want to make sure, though, to really talk about, to bring this back to tangible takeaways, because you do work with people in creating talent reels and playing your strengths is essential to the, you know, creating a great reel. So how does that show up? How do you help people do that? Do you have any sort of uh, mini case study you could share? Well, I like to put the ownership on the talent at first. Um, and What does that mean? ask them what they think they because a lot of people will come to me like what, what do you want to what, what do i need on my reel what i'm like and then they i'm like i don't know what do you want like you're so you you need to tell me what you love 
what you're great at. Like, for example, you and I, um, so I work a lot in home shopping space and I have lots of different ways of explaining to people, to people, you are required to speak for a really long period of time. And here are a few tips to be able to do that. So it doesn't feel like you forgot something. And then when you're done, you say, oh yeah, I didn't say that. Or you feel like you're spiraling or repeating yourselves. There's some formulas that you and I share. And I always tell people, it is up to you on where you want to place these pieces of the puzzle. Because if you're a great, if you're a great storyteller, or are you better at are you more of an explainer? I'd rather you start by telling me a story, or I'd rather your real start with like a fun like interview, and then maybe the second piece of the reel, or and this comes into play in the audition in the home shopping space or whatever, or, or hosting in general, then maybe the next clip is you, you know talking to a chef while they're explaining how a meal is made like are you a stronger storyteller or are you better at explaining things then that's how i would want you to sort of create your reel that's how i would want you to when you come in the room that's how i would want your audition to run and that's what i love sharing with people like that that's a great example like figuring out what you're really great at and put it kind of put it at the top and you and i look at reels and talk about reels all the time a reel is a very musical, it's a song at the end of the day. You need a hook, you, you, you need a great in, you need a great out, you know, you need all that stuff. So it's like, people are like, well, what do you want? How do I, you tell me. Because number one, not one size fits all. That's the Barbara Barna line, not one size fits all. Um, you know, you tell me what you're really great at because a lot of people do need a little guidance. So I'm not expecting you to, Tell me how you want the reel to be A to Z. Tell me what you're really great at. We'll have a conversation. I'll figure out where to put the pieces together because again, you want to put the best at the top. You just made me think of something so important, Sean. That was great. So one, the desire to fit in is kind of human because it feels safe, but it in fact is a false sense of safety because then you just get you know lost in the shuffle. But two, your reel as an example is... What every reel needs to do is tell the story of you. But for anybody listening, if that seems too fuzzy, your reel needs to show us what you do really well. There is no one right or way, one right way to do that. But two, when people are asking that question, what should it look like? They, there's this false notion of that there's one right right way and it needs to conform like the way an old resume did. It goes boom, 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 boom. And what I want to point out that you just helped pop in my head. Okay, you get 20,000 submissions, you know, for home shopping cycle. If I'm a, a casting director, producer, network executive, everyone, you have to think about the volume of incoming that people get every day. So if your reel looks exactly like everybody else's reel, how are they going to remember you? If you're not lucky enough to be the first thing they see in the morning, now you're suffering from a, a really statistical probability that their eyes are glazing over by the time they look at your reel that looks like everybody else's reel. And chances mm -hmm. are too, they're multitasking while they do it. So this is such an important point to why you just said that. It's like, well, what are your strengths? Let's put your best foot forward first. I call them lean in moments. Oh, so I when I, uh, like, cause it's a great visual when you're watching a reel. Like how often do you watch a reel? You're, you've seen so many reels. I mean, nobody, I don't know if people can see me right now, but I'm leaning back. <laughs> you're watching so, you're reading so many. 
the lean in, I, I call it lean in, I love it. You lean in, it's like you all of a sudden like something sparked where I leaned in and I want to learn more, right? Yeah, to emphasize that, because it happens every time we do the class and that's via Zoom and we'll have, you know, 10, 12 people, you know, in a Zoom call. And it's such an incredible moment when we collectively, when all of us lean forward, when somebody's really totally connecting with their superpowers and hitting it but out of the park and, and their strengths. And we all lean forward and it's such a happy moment. It, it, it is, it, that's why I call it the lean in moment. And when people hear it, they get, it's like an aha moment because people understand what I'm trying to explain to you. You have to understand there's so much happening and it's like leaning in. And like, I share the story all the time. Some back in the day, you know, when we used to have clients in the room, remember those days we'd get like, you know, bagels and like order lunch. And there'd be like all these people in the room with us, but I, and you as the casting director are usually maybe a few feet ahead because like we're, you know, we're directing, we're running the camera, et cetera. And we'd have people behind us. I always tell people, I know when I feel my client lean in behind me, I cannot see it, but I can feel it. It is an energy, right? So th that's why even when I coach with people, when you come into an audition for home shopping and you're presenting a product, if you come in to audition for a TV host opportunity and it's fully scripted, whatever it is, find something to make it a little bit different. Use your strength, your superpower, what's unique to you. So somebody will lean in and listen. I use it for everything. I use it when I go on dates. You know, I use it when I go on a job, anything. It's everything. I was going to say, it's, you know, when you're doing a presentation within your company, when you are yeah, going for a job I'm, interview. I'm when shopping around you... for homeowner's insurance right now. I got to get along <laughs> with three different people. And I can tell you, I can tell you when the insurance broker is leaning in on the phone. Hey, that is so good. Nothing to do with what I do for a living. No, but it's about connecting. It's that it's, is a that's a charismatic moment because you it's presence, power, and warmth. Sean, I can't wait for you to come back for episode number five, but I have to leave it there. Will you come back? Promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I have more phrases that we can <laughs> we can talk through. Yeah, we we're working off a list. Oh, okay. Well, you're the best. J'adore you. you. And I want to say thank you for listening. If you're looking for help identifying what your strengths are and how to play to those strengths, I am here to help. Please shoot me a note via my website, ableintermedia.com, and be sure to download my free ebook, 12 Tips for Success on Camera. And as always, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already.